This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is brought to you by Sports and Ortho Physical Therapy. So, Steve, I understand you have a sports and ortho memory that you'd like to share? I do. Uh, just recently, I actually suffered an injury. It was a chronic injury uh, from uh, firefighting and paramedicking. I tore my shoulder and separated my AC joint right at the beginning of the pandemic. How do you feel right now? I, I feel I feel great. Can you um, lift your hands over your shoulder? I, I, can, I can do all <laughs> of that. But what was crazy was at the time, uh, they weren't doing shoulder surgeries. So I did not know what I was going to do until I was presented with the option of going to sports and orthophysical therapy. So you theoretically could have been out for a long time. I could have been out for a very long time. And I was told that the shoulder surgery I was presented with was going to keep me out a very long time as well. So you would have automatically lost your spot. Yes. And potentially be out for a long time. There'd be a loss of income as well uh, for like overtime and what yeah. have you. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. So what uh, what kind of things did Dahlia have you do? So uh, Dahlia set me up with uh, her, one of her therapists, Claire, Claire from England, uh, and Claire beat me up for three months straight. Well, you had it coming, Steve. Okay. <laughs> I did, but uh, we did all kinds of stretches. I'll tell you what, I've had other injuries where I've went to other facilities outside of the job that I'm currently at, and they did not do the hands-on manipulation, the cupping, the stretching, the massages, the massage machine they were using uh, on me, uh, all sorts of stuff. Needling, Claire did some needling on me, and, and I'll tell you what, that needling, it was like, uh, it, it, I can't explain it to you, <laughs> but uh, it definitely, like, I could f instantly feel, it was instant gratification when she was doing the needling on me. So how long did it take to get you back? So I did three sessions a week for approximately three months, a little under three months, and uh, I didn't need to have surgery. I rehabbed that shoulder back, and uh, it, it was great. And on top of all of it, I had a thing going on at home where I couldn't be exposed to the virus or multiple people because of the virus, and Dahlia had gone out of her way to schedule me so that I would not have those experiences and I could do a lot of the rehab by myself with Claire. And it, it, she just, Dahlia went above and beyond to accommodate me like she does, and she goes above and beyond for all of her clients. Um, and I'm truly, uh, truly grateful to her and, and Sports North and Physical Therapy. Well, there you have it. Living testimony by our own Chicago's Bravest Story, Steve. Sports and Ortho, you can look them up on sportsandortho.net. I mean, they got a location everywhere, so... For all you up north, uh, Edison Park for sure, Mount Greenwood for you south. Brand new Oak Lawn, I believe. So sportsandortho.net. Just uh, welcome back to Chicago's Bravest Stories. You want to do that? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to Chicago's Bravest Stories. We are fortunate enough to be sitting here with Jason Demas, um, battalion chief, right, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, battalion chief of a fire department. Yes. Up to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and yeah, we're name has come up many times. I'm super happy we're finally getting a chance to sit down with you, sir. Um, yeah. Uh, we've we've got a lot of background, a lot of a lot of area covers. So. Oh boy. Yeah, we uh we actually did some homework uh -oh. right before you got here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, this yeah. is scary. <laughs> it's you're getting fired. That's why the target's right behind you. So um, it's not the first time that my there's been a target on my. The, back yeah, I was just saying that, that they set you up. That someone set you up. Um, yeah. So um, you know what? In all honesty, well, I say we just start this thing off like we normally do. Um, can can you tell us a little bit about you, yourself? Sure. Like coming up through the fire service, growing up, where'd you grow up? Well, we didn't. I worked for the city of Aurora. Okay. Okay. I've been there 25 years. I'm in my 25th year now. 
Um, started, I grew up in the city, uh, north side, 2400 north between Fullerton and Montana, Lincoln, Lincoln Park area. Yeah, oh yeah. Before it was Lincoln Park. You know, yeah. Just a, before it was a uh, neighborhood. Uh, did most of you know, until about freshman year and then uh, did some moving around and ended up in the Burbs uh, in North Lake. Okay. Uh, my dad's a retired CPD guy. Yeah. So we moved out there and he uh, bought a video store and uh, the firemen would come in get movies every Tuesday. Yeah. And for the younger viewers or listeners out there, <laughs> there's these tape things we had to put in these machines <laughs> to watch movies. And on Tuesdays, uh, the new releases would come out. And yeah. Would, and I would hide the new releases for the guys at the firehouse so they'd get them. Oh, you. Uh, yeah, I know. That's that's Listen, old school fireman moves too, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I, it's something I've always wanted to do, right? Yo, so when I got old enough, uh, I went paid on call with North Lake. Okay. So that's kind of where I started in didn't really know much about it. Uh, scared to death. Uh, had my first call. We went to it, the buildings. You can see it off of 290. The, uh, Is that Concord. the retirement Concord. home? Yeah, the retirement home. Jesus. The Concord. The Concord, right? the Concord yeah. yeah. That was my first call. And uh, I didn't know that when the engine stopped that you should wait for the guy in front to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so I got out, and the engine started to drive away a few feet. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> so and then uh, so kind I of work went, here, too. I work here. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Uh, moved out to the Burbs. I did about three, three and a half years at North Lake, and then uh, moved out west. Uh, went to paramedic school at CDH. Okay. Got on part time at Winfield for a couple of years, and uh, went on the contract to West Chicago. Okay. Uh, spent a couple of years at West Chicago. Some great, great people there. Um, one of my greatest mentors uh, came from there, Hugh Stott, and uh, kind of showed me the way. Yeah. And, um, and uh, unfortunately, right now Hugh's fighting some stuff, and uh, you know, prayers out to him, and yeah. his family. Um, but uh, are they running anything for him or yeah he has a gofundme page okay um, we'll have to take a look at that later we'll try and get that i appreciate that yeah and you know i don't want to speak out of turn but i'll fill you guys in and oh yeah off air um yeah but uh, then tested for what was it about you that that helped you out oh um everything he was kind of like the first um so i gotta let me go back a few steps so my yeah. first fire in north lake was at Mannheim and uh fullerton there was a hotel there yep um, two-story hotel. Unfortunately, there's there's a whole bunch of them, man. Yeah, I, right I'll tell the- you, if I don't make a Mannheim hotel joke <laughs> once a day, it's 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 a short day at the fire. <laughs> yeah, because there was a trucking service across the street uh-huh. to the south, but on the north was a two-story. I don't know, Motel Six. I don't can't remember yeah. now. It was yeah. a long time ago, but um, the real firemen were out in Melrose on a job, you know. So we come back <laughs> with our little pagers and the blue lights, and we get on the truck and. Lieutenant McBride, God rest his soul, he's gone now. But he uh, goes, who's ready to go? Uh, guess I am. Yeah. So, all right, what I want you to do is go up those stairs, make a left turn down the hallway, and open up that door for Stone Park. Okay. Well, my only experience was zero. So I get to the door, and I'm like, what do I do? Take off my gloves, put on my face piece, open the door. It's full of smoke. Before I put my helmet back on, put my gloves back on, I went into the hallway. And I lost my helmet, <laughs> lost my gloves. Mm. By myself, yeah, and uh, got lost in a hallway, <laughs> like yeah. one door hallway. So I crawl all the way down this hallway. No, it just smoked. Now, no, now I can look back. It wasn't hot or anything. It was just a, wow. a mattress fire in one of the rooms. Door was closed. Hallway was full of smoke. Yeah, sure, but I, but, to, I mean, at that moment, it's oh. it's bad enough. And if that's right? your first experience, yeah. Yeah. that's pretty pretty horrible. In a goddamn hotel, like <laughs> or motel, motel, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I get to the end of the hallway. And I, I got to open the door, and I'm not smart enough to hit the panic bar, so I break the door, the glass in the <laughs> door, and I fall out, right? Come on. Stone Park's engine leading out up the back stairs. The lieutenant looks, or the pipeman looks, and he goes, what, do you, what the F are you doing down there? And I go, I don't even know. You know <laughs> where, am where am I? Where am? I'm just glad to be out here. Are you Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so that uh, started me going to school. Yeah, like that so was, you were like, all right, so yeah, I, I, this, I, ain't, this ain't it. <laughs> I got to learn everything I can about a job that can kill me. I yeah. Mean, that's really what really set it home. And after I left. Uh, and obviously, we're going to talk about it later, but like obviously training has played a major factor in what, what you're huge, doing these days now. Huge, huge factor. It's uh, it's the only way that uh, we can marry education and experience together. They got to complement each other. So I moved out, again, moved out to Wheaton, went gone to West Chicago, and Hugh was that that guy, right? He's he's bigger than he was bigger than life, and had connections in Chicago, FDNY. Trained with some names, and I don't want to like drop start dropping names, but there's some bigger names in FDNY that was teaching at U of I with him, and he ran the Smoke Divers program, and so. And that started out there, right? Or 
Well, Smoke Diver started at IFSI with did it? Yeah, okay. Ricky Colome and uh, JP and Richie Valena and there's a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, that, yeah. That uh, started that, and um, so he was the at the time was the lead. Okay. So I got to work with him, and uh, he says we should go. We should go down there. So I started that, and that was in '94. I think I took my first Smoke Divers class. And, okay. Um, I've been down to U of I before that in '91 uh, or '92. I was down there taking single family. The single family class. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, met another mentor there. And uh, so I just started getting, I was very fortunate early, early on to get really around some strong. And you were, people. and Winfield was a contract? No, it was part time. Oh, okay. Yeah, Winfield was part time, West Chicago was a contract. And where was, um, where was you at? Was he? West Chicago full time. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was and, a, a career at West Chicago. I got you. So was this, was this guy one of your officers when you walked in or he was just, he no, was, he was just kind of like a partner the on the AMBO. Oh, come they on. Did, at the time it was just one and one. Okay. And then they moved to two contracts, but while well, I was there, but two, two medics. But at yeah. first I, I rode the ambulance with him. Oh, okay. So you guys got to know each other pretty well. Yeah, I just... traveled to New York a couple of times, rode out there with guys and met oh. a lot. It just, my, my, I, I can't tell you um how fortunate of a career that i've been able to to have and be around it's just it's humbling i mean and you know it's like that's like when you asked me to come here when you asked me to come here i don't know really what to speak to because yeah just of, i mean just so everyone knows i mean and, and obviously this is going to get a lot deeper but just so everyone knows like every exchange i've had um with with uh i mean jason i can call him jay but uh, um, <laughs> yes, every, Corey, every, it's, kind of your, it's kind of your thing. <laughs> it's my right? thing. I short everything. <laughs> yeah. I uh, but but every every conversation we've had up to this point has just been, you know, I I don't know what you want. Like, is there someone else going to be there? Like, what do you want from me? And like, this guy's just such a humble guy that like he's he, you wouldn't even think that that he's done anything, let alone what we're going to get into here. Um, but um, can I? I hate to backtrack you a little bit more, but like what, what kind of got you into the fire service, even in the first place? What was Johnny and Roy? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Johnny and Roy kid. I, uh, my buddies and I would be running down Montana street on our bikes or weekend. And, uh, did your dad want you to go to CPD? Did he ever encourage you to follow his footsteps? Opposite. He, uh, he was in the riots. Okay. So he, he was, uh, worked in the, I'm not sure what the districts are, but I think he was in the 18th and, uh, also worked, uh, 18th is downtown. Yeah, I think it, it and then the other one was up north on, um, begins Isn't it 16 uh, up by Jackson does, uh, Park? It begins with a W, whatever street. It's a W that it used to be a patrolman, like walk the streets. Um, oh, like walking a beat? Walking a beat, oh. yeah. So it was a little bit the opposite. Huh. Yeah. A fireman uh, saved his life during the riots. He would tell the story where um, they'd have to go up into. You know, Which year? The riots? 68 the democratic yeah okay. national convention yeah he got on in 64 i think and then oh he was, and then he um he had to go up in the greens for something and uh one of the residents opened up the hatch and threw a maltoff into the into the into the elevator uh but a truck guy there engine guy i don't know had a oh, pump can shit. and uh, he always told the story about how that fireman saved his life him and his partner's lives so i don't know if they they you know the the story gets murky yeah, for, sure. gets murky but so that kind of always sat in the back of my head. But then Johnny and Roy, I thought they just, man, they went everywhere. They had mountains, they had oceans, <laughs> they had commercial, they had ghetto. I mean, it was just great all the way around. So I'm like, yeah. so we play chips and we play, uh, you know, Johnny and Roy stuff. And, yeah. and then there's a building sitting on the corner of Montana, just west of Lincoln. It's an apartment complex now. There was under construction and uh, we might have been playing a little bit of Johnny and Roy in there. And uh, <laughs> someone says, your old man's coming. Well, take that bucket of water and put out, put it out. Well, it happened to be turpentine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing happened. It was all concrete. There was nobody like nobody got hurt. But it was right. like that was my first experience with that. And that was so your first fire, first fire, right. <laughs> literally first. It came out running out. Hey, someone should call somebody. That thing's on fire. You know. And so my so I, I guess Johnny and Roy would be why I got yeah. into it. And then more when I got older, I've always wanted to do it. And then the guys at North Lake were great to me. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Joey Johnson. Paul Feldman's now the chief there. He was yeah. great. Um, Did you go to a formal academy when you came on? Uh, Aurora. We have our own. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. there we didn't. But before that, nope. like you didn't go to one with North Lake? You didn't go to? Nope. No, okay. it was all. Uh, back then, it was just uh, you, you, you took your fire off, or, um, firefighter one. So I still have one of those. I'm old enough to have just, uh, it says fire out, firefighter one on it. And then you took two and then you, you took your three in stages. Like you could take it in, you know, every class at a time. So if you took the test and you failed, you can go back and just take that one section. So 
it, uh, it was a little different back then. I'll tell you, up until a couple of years ago, I think I still had guys with the highest level that they had was firefighter one. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, hey, Corey, uh, it's not easy to get anymore. Just it's so not. You know, I know. You know, I know. It, it's, it's, it's not nothing. <laughs> that's for sure. It's, it's like trying to get certified in like an antique car. You know, that's you right. can't, that's um, right. But you I got to tell you, well, well, you whatever. know, it'll okay. get better. Just wait. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I got I got to say, like, as much as I'm not a big guy with like the firefighter shows there's there's one other one that was relatively recent that i, that I did like but like i don't most of them i don't like but like that's the one show that like i whenever it comes on i'm like I'm like i'll watch it so I, uh, uh, yeah because well, you never know like they're gonna get into something crazy dude and it was yeah. always you know, like, like i want to say the last one that they were like in a mountain using like a stokes basket to pull someone out there yeah. they're, they're calling rampart <laughs> yeah. with the phone i'm yeah. like what the fuck is going on and if you, if you think about their ems treatment back then their treatment for a cardiac arrest was just keep pumping um, bicarb. Yep. Oh, they would pop. The, oh, that's, yeah. all, that's oh, yeah, all they did. The th- they would yeah. pop those, and they would, it, <laughs> and how many just keep going bicarb. How yeah. many old medics do that too? Like Johnny and Roy, and they right? Do, right. They're, still, caps, right? they're still making this joke. Well, they when, haven't seen the show, and they're still now making it's the like joke. double Narcan. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. yeah that's Vince's book. <laughs> yeah, double Narcan. Yep. No shit. So okay. So after after Winfield was it? Yeah, Winfield, okay. West Chicago. Yep. And then, uh, so after that, then uh, then where'd you land? Was that when you got? Yeah, ninety seven. I got on Aurora. Okay, okay. And um, and so you had just been tested around and tested everywhere. Yeah. I'm one of those, uh, you know, test, test, test. I probably took yeah. over hundred tests. I started testing when I turned. Uh, I was actually twenty, going on to twenty one. I tested for Lyle and uh, ended up, you know, because those those lists back then nobody was hiring, right? It was right. it was that time. It's in that cycle, right? Yeah. So, you know, three hundred, four hundred people show up for one job or not no job you know and trying to make the list and uh so it went on for a while tested consortiums and then I, at some point i said you know what i'm not going to test anymore for um, smaller departments if i'm going to do this i'm going to go somewhere where i'm going to see some stuff do some stuff and right so then it was rockford aurora Joliet. that never came up she took chicago's test in 95 i made the qualified list because the social security number deal oh okay. yeah yeah so it started at six i think in that year and that was my last one's five so it was sick that you had like qualified well qualified yes. it was yeah it, nonsense it was nonsense yeah. yeah it was and we had to make you know had to answer questions to that stupid uh, fuel system <laughs> i took i took the test at the united center and you're like you know you turn this lever it turns into diesel you turn these two levers it turns into unleaded and it was like you had to yeah it was a joke Christ. it was, was um, 34,000, i think took that test what was your number Oh, I can't remember now, but I was in the qualified. I never made the well qualified. So yeah. way, way down there. I think the next, the next test that came up, not to date you, but I think the next test that came up for the city after that was, was my, not my test, but the test that I took for the city. Well, I think, and that, it, I think I was like 25, like it wasn't, it was like 10, 15 well, years later. If I, yeah. if I recall correctly, the 95 test, okay. there were, well, there was some controversy over that test for sure. The 95 one. Just that one, huh? Well, there's, there's controversy in all the tests, but yeah. this one in particular. So you get on, you get on to Aurora. Mm-hmm. Um, is there? You were not a medic at that time. Right? I was. Oh, yeah. you were. I went okay. to CDH. Oh, yeah, gradu- you said that. I'm there, sorry. Yeah, graduated from there. That's what got me on the contract. Gotcha. And, um, when you got to Aurora, did you have to be a paramedic to to be there? Or? No, no, they gave you points. Okay. So still today, it's not. Um, you don't need to be a paramedic. I was gonna say, I thought I thought Chuck was actually saying that that yeah, like, you and you guys require or you guys send guys like we do if, once if, a year. if it falls whatever number that number is that it falls below um, by contract they send two. Yeah, I think it might even be they send two either way every year. But you can you can give your card up if you if you use your points. I believe now it's eight years. Uh-huh. If you don't use any points, you can give it up tomorrow. Okay, and then if you go voluntarily, you can give it up in four years. Huh. So you can be a medic for four years. Yeah. That's it. Had you um had you known anything about Aurora before you got over? Not a thing. Really? I mean zero. Yeah. Uh, it was the weirdest thing because um a friend of mine goes, Hey, let's go to the Fox Valley Mall and get some shoes. I'm like, where's Fox Valley Mall? Right. You know, I mean, growing up I thought that Harlem Avenue was like the end of the world. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like and now I'm even farther out there where in North Lake I'm like, Oh, then two ninety's gotta be the end of the world. And then next right. thing you know, they threw this other road in there, three fifty five. Now I'm out by like some route forty seven. It's even so the world doesn't end. People people used to joke with me all the time when I moved out to suburbs. People used to joke with me about like they're like, what do you? Why are you so crazy about locking your door all the time? I'm like, you people don't lock your doors out right. here. They're like, no, just keep it open. I'm like, I'm like, what? You keep it like unlocked? And they're like, no, we keep it wide open. I'm like, right. are you out of your mind? I'm like, who does that? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, okay, so you get on over there, and and uh, obviously you get a decent enough number to get hired. How'd you? 
Yeah, it was number thirty-two. All right. Um, so I'm gonna give a shout out to Tony Balin, Lieutenant Balin. Yeah. If you guys know him. Yeah. He was at West Chicago with me at the time, and uh, he was covering me for the test yeah. that day. So I'm gonna give him a shout out because he, he, I'm in a roar because of him because I, he was covering for me and I called him up and I'm like, "Hey, Tony, it's long going." It was roar did their own physical agility at the time and it was just taking forever, like long day. People we had to do the aerial climb and there was just a line all the way around the block and I'm like, "Hey, you know what? This ain't gonna be good. I'm I'm coming back. Don't worry about." It. He's like, "Stay. You got to You got to get on the job. You got to get on the job." So he he. He pushed it. He pushed me and told me to stay. I'll cover you. I'll call the wife, blah, blah, blah. And huh. he, uh, so shout out to Tony because I would have left there and walked away. And who knows where this would have ended up, you know? Yeah. So shout out to, I it's think he's on, is he on, uh, he's out by Midway right now. Oh, is he? Yeah. I can't yeah. remember where he's at. I, I just saw him the other day. Oh, uh, good. If you yeah. see him, tell me I said hi, please. I, I know Tony very well. We worked yeah. together. Uh, for the first time at Children's, okay. which he's, I think he's one of the longest employees there in the emergency room. He's been there forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh he's he's the best. He oh. is the best, man. Yeah. Great, great guy. And if you see him, tell him, please tell him hello. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Things, Absolutely. things things got weird. I remember there were people there were people that I went to medic school, like going uh, going for tests. Where like I'd be like talking to a handful of guys, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take this. You're gonna take this. And like I remember there were guys that would like go black on me. Where like would not answer anything, like just go radio silent and not share share at all. And I was like, "What's this guy's deal?" And they like they would like not talk about. It. I'm like, "What a dick!" Like yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. listen, if I get be- if it's between me and you, and like if it's one of us, I'm happy, or at least at the time I was. Um, yeah. But like I'm happy, but like, dude, like don't. It's a doggy dog world in yeah, the testing. So. You know, I don't know. I was yeah. very surprised by some of the people that would. Yeah, um, one of my firemen, he uh, he refers this as the greatest competition you'll ever be in. Right from the time you start and. Uh, it's uh, Garrett Orris. He's uh, he's on my uh, shift and uh, just solid solid guys. Our union president and you know, we got new guys starting. And he's like, you tell them that this is the greatest competition they'll ever be in. Yeah. And he's right. It's yeah. the whole way through, right? I mean, you're in it. Yeah, and we're gonna get the competition soon too. Oh so, uh, <laughs> oh so, um, so you're getting in. You're getting in an Aurora. You yep. you really have no background in the town. And nope. talking about union president i mean did you when you started like aurora we've talked about him a couple of times before i'd mentioned him a couple of times before like aurora pretty pretty badass union back then right well yeah they're a charter member they're local 99 so yeah. they've they've been around for a while they they um <clears throat> they struck before chicago did yeah you know and they kind of pushed that movement i think it was some departments downstate and then aurora and then chicago and very strong union we came on it's still strong union today it's oh yeah <clears throat> very uh the president and the vice president are doing a great job for the troops. Um, we're not in it as a oh, as my as rank. A, okay. we, have our, we have our own. You're an union. exempt rank in your position now, right? I am, but we're also covered by a bargaining a contract. So we're our bargaining units, the Aurora Fire Officers Association, which oh. runs from captain to assistant chief. And then I'm, I'm the president. Wow. I'm the president of the. Well, that's the local kind of right a, a un- unique thing for you guys, right? Because in most departments, you get to that exempt rank, like you're out, out. Right. right. So right. we're because you're not. I mean, technically, you're not exempt rank. Like you're. We still have the. We fall under the police and fire commission or whatever, and all that. But, you know, but uh, yeah, there's. It's not the exempt rank where it's you're at will type deal. Right. You're still protected. To yeah. Some, to some degree. Yeah. So you're you're a union without being affiliated. I guess. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We're considered a bargaining unit. Signed the charter. Signed through the state and all that other stuff. Uh, some things that are missing and we're working on, which is uh, grievance procedures and some other stuff that we'd right. like to see as we move forward. Uh, the old guys, you know, like the old guys, I guess the seasoned guys uh, really started this and put us on the right track yeah. with, with the officer stuff, you know. Um, part of the strike for Aurora was the captains in the union. Uh, that's, oh, really? That was one of the, the reasons for it. And um, if you read this, the Fiery Struggle, the book, it, it goes through, <clears throat> excuse me, it goes through all the process of why that was, but it was the captains and uh, they got them back in. Um, and then a couple contracts later, they lost them again. So oh, really? there was a while that there was no coverage for captains and and we didn't go to a battalion chief system until 2000 right around 2000 maybe 2000 somewhere in there we were one chief ran the whole city okay yeah yeah one shift, most departments are i think yeah right. the shift commander ran that whole city but you're talking you know back then when i got hired it was about and it could be off on the numbers but we'll say 140,000 people and we're well over 200 and something thousand well now. when you came on how many stations were there same as we have now <laughs> which yeah. is what what what's nine guys physical buildings down? okay so we have nine physical buildings with nine engines Three uh, trucks and seven ambulances. So that's that's a pretty big department. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm the shift commander on the black shift, and uh, there's 60. We're fully staffed. I believe it's 67 
rostered every day. Okay. So, and then I think we're down to 64 right now. But we got some people in the academy, and that's always a shifting number. Wow. Um, you got to take Kelly days out, or what you guys call daily days, and take out PT and city time, and that drops those numbers down. But uh, I believe it's around 67 is full. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a big town. That's a lot of responsibility for you, pal. So yeah, in good, good guys, bro. I mean, yeah. that's what it comes down to is good right. firemen, man. You know? So in 97, you get on with Aurora, right? Yep. And you had a, like, probationary period of mm-hmm. a, a year? A year. Okay. And yep. did you get did you get your first fire with Aurora within that year? Or Oh, yeah. You? We had a busy We were, yeah, we, I think, if I remember the count, that's a long time ago. I want to say between 12 and 14 that first year. Okay. Um, it was kind of cool because you came to work, like, we're going to work. Like, it, right. you, you yeah. felt like you're going to, you know, and you might not, but, you know, you, you felt like it every day. And. Um, it was there were some great guys there, like uh, they're retired now, like um, Eddie Orris, old timer, Tom Wagner. I mean, it just I think about these guys, Stevie Orris, um, and I'm going to miss people, and I don't want to, but these old were those guys, the guys who brought you up. Yeah, you know, and, and they were just old, tough guys. You know, like I remember in the academy that we broke the coffee pot, the uh, the the bun coffee pot, the glass. Oh yeah. So yeah, the yeah. training chief's like, hey, go across the hall, and there's a catwalk that we got to go across to get to the. You go up the stairs, and that's the other side of the central station. And now I know what they did, but back then I was terrified. <laughs> right, go take this coffee pot over there, and you tell them to give you a new one. I'm like, I don't want to go over there. You know, so I walk over there, and I walk up to the door really lightly, and it's like. Yeah. And that door flew open, and Big Tom Wagner was there, and he stood about six four, and he's just and he's like, "What do you want? Take this fucking coffee pot and get on the other side of it." I'm like, oh, "Yes, sir, yes, yes." And they were just, but they were bigger than life as you came on. You know, yeah. they were just they were seasoned guys, and they, you know, and, and they didn't like the new guys. They didn't like us because you know whatever because we're new, and right? It's not they didn't like you. It's just you were new. Oh, they were yeah, they yeah. were playing the and, game. And now I know the game they were playing, but uh, it puts you in the right frame of mind. And you, you knew where you were. And those those guys were, you know, my lieutenant, I came out was Ray Pfeiffer. And just calm, yeah. good, cool guy, you know. And it was just they were different. They were a different breed back then. And you got to learn a lot from them just to watch. You right. Know? You just right. watch them and how they did stuff. And, yeah, I, um, I, I was actually curious about that because I, uh, I know the warden, um, Chuck Niemeyer had, uh, <laughs> had painted a pretty pretty rough picture of you guys' academy. How was, how was the academy going through? Okay. Um, well, when we went through, uh, it was 14 weeks, and it wasn't what it is today. We ch- there's a bunch of us that uh, – I shouldn't say us. There's a bunch of people that did help facilitate it to be to what it is today. Yeah. Um, so there's 14 weeks. I mean, we had um, – you know, it was, a, it was a big city. So it was like, here's uh, – we're going to do uh, betting day. You know, so yeah, get in line and get your betting, and they're like, you better bring this back when you retire. <laughs> yes, sir. You know? <laughs> and uh, so it wasn't as it was structured, but it wasn't uh, what it is today. Today, we've you know over the last 20, 20 years, we've turned it into a pretty. I want to say I'm I'm proud of the guys that do yeah. it. They're it's pretty kick ass. It's it's hands on, all hands on. It's you know they they do uh, week one. They just finished this week. They're they did uh, pretty much smoke divers is what they get. Wow, they get you know and. Um, and even the fourteen week mark. I mean, I feel like standard we're, academies was it like nine weeks or something? Yeah, we're, what do you guys that was ours fourteen, but uh, de- depends. Um, they, Fire academy. It, yeah, well, it's three months. It's three months in uh, EMS, yeah. and then another three months uh, fire at uh, the Quinn. Oh, okay. So that's so probably yeah, maybe so a little so, bit less. It's a long yeah, so now it's I think it's eleven weeks. We're going to put via FSVO in there, and they're going to put ops in there now just to meet some requirements. But yeah. They get, they get a couple weeks of engine. They get a couple weeks of truck. It's it's all the Aurora way. Um, it's tough. And um, we we lose people out of our academy. Our chief is very adamant. Um, he comes down and tells them, if you don't work for that training chief in there, you don't work here, basically. And Wow. There's so he good, empowers you guys to make sure it gets done. Yeah, he want, he, he's, you know, he comes down. There's nowhere to duck here. You know, yeah. We get 12 guys on a fire until we upgrade it um, to a work and response, and then it gets us you know a few more. But you know, we got 12 people showing up to go to work, and there's nowhere to – there's nowhere to hide behind a hydrant or take a duck behind right. a car. It's just you're you're going to work, and that's the one thing about Aurora is there's it, we work. When yeah. we get it, we work. And there's know? no shortage of it either. Yeah, it, I know that there's there's stories out there that we're burning the tires off vehicles, but we're we're doing okay. You <laughs> yeah. know, we're we're not the 1970s Bronx. Okay, well, you know, yeah. what I'm saying, but we're working. We're right. doing good. Some, yeah. good, some doing well, some I mean, good work. Yeah, I guess I meant like when there when there is work. Like yeah. when there is work, there's you know, it's work. Twelve guys is is not a lot of guys on a on a 
full structure fire right. that yeah. you're trying to get going. Right. And so we've been busy the last couple of weeks. We've had some good work. So we're, we're, guys, the troops are doing good. When yeah. you start and your probation is over, do you get assigned an apparatus Mm. Or do you guys did you guys have ambulances in '97? Yeah, yeah, we you had. Guys were we, we had uh, ALS the time back six. Then? Yeah, six. We had six ambulances when I got hired. Uh, Medic seven just went up in 2017. Um, but uh, yeah, we. So how it works is you, you, you go through the academy, you do all the training, you come out of the academy, and you have a time frame to to complete what we call a practical. And there's a it's a test. It's an all day test. So. Um, and the guys, on, you get assigned to a truck and engine house uh, usually. Now, you still got to relieve. You, you know, if you're low man, you're going. They try to keep you in-house, but there's times you'll be moving. But you'll you'll get tested on um, location, function, and application of everything on that engine. That'll be your morning. So they can ask you anything. You got to pull all the, you gotta pull all the finish loads. You got to pull all the cross lays. You got to pump multiple lines. There's, there's a, and then you go to lunch, and you do a retro. And then after lunch, you do the truck location function application. You need to pass that with a 90% or better. If you get to a point any time in that day where you're going to fall below 90, they stop the day. Um, you're done for the day. Yeah. Um, and then and you, you get, just keep going. You get three tries. Oh, third, three tries? Third try, you're gone. And, it's, and in the way it's worded is you may have up to three tries. So, um, so it's not a guarantee you'll get three. If you're right. trying and you're working hard and, and you're doing the things right, the guys are going to help you. And, right. And the guys on the shift are remarkable because they're the ones that really put the rubber to the road when they come out of the academy. Like, if you're the truck officer, Corey, and Vince, you're the, the engine officer, you're going to work. Your troops are going to work with those new guys to get those specific things done. And gotcha. uh, it, it, it's 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 a pretty cool process. And then once you're done with that, at the end of that day, um, probably letting the cat out of the bag a little bit, but uh, you get flowered and watered. It's a tradition. <laughs> we have to do a run. If you're lucky enough. If you're lucky enough. <laughs> right. Because right. yeah. if it takes you two or three times, you're probably not going to get it. And, that, <laughs> and that's some big part of, you know, coming of age type thing. Where, yeah. So at the end of the day, after all that testing, you got to come down to our headquarters and they do what they call the run. It's full turnout, on air, two and a half high-rise pack, up two flights of stairs, cross the catwalk, down two flights of stairs. And you got to do that four times in three and a half minutes. If you fail that, you fail the day. Are you in boots or gym shoes? You're in turnout boots. You're fully turned okay. out. Yeah, fully turned Three out. Three and a half minutes. Three and a half Whew. minutes. Yeah, I'm surprised Chuck didn't tell you that he holds the record or something. Oh, no? God. He failed <laughs> to I'll mention that. Yeah. I'll tell you. Well, you didn't stop him from mentioning anything else, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that guy. Um, he's a good dude. And he loves you, too. No, <laughs> he does. I do. He's, he's a good man. Well, your um, name has come up several times with different guests. Uh, it came up with Chuck, obviously, and it came up with uh, Brian Kalaga. Yeah. And there was somebody else uh, mentioned him. I kind of remember. I'll have to double check. I I thought it was maybe. Uh, did Jim? Did you know Jim Stedman? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I want to say. Maybe, I want to say it was yeah. like an early one. And uh, yeah. so like, I got to remember. Yeah, we were very out. excited when we heard that you actually uh, agreed to come on. We don't know what somebody what dirt somebody has on you to <laughs> oh, yeah. to, to force you here, <laughs> but uh, because your name had come up several times, uh, you know, Corey made some phone calls, made it happen, got those. Uh, uh, compromising pictures of you, yep. and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't believe how big you blew them up to be either. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> They're poster size. Like, oh yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice. We listen. Photoshop is not a. Uh, so when you're when you're going through the academy, you personally, when you were going through, what was there? Did they hammer you at the end, or did they do uh, they do anything when you were going through? As far as like getting messed oh, with them? Yeah. yeah sure. They're, they're, um, so when we came on, the academy was different. Officers had to teach it. They were forced to teach it. So okay. So lieutenant of engine, whatever, would have to get assigned to the training day that day, and he would, oh. he would, he would teach you. So I'll tell you, not, not a, a terrible bad, move. Yeah, it's not a bad move. You're, you're, you're as long as you're not practical. the lieutenant. Right, as long <laughs> no, as you're not the lieutenant. It's a great move, yeah. Right. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so welcome back we wanted to um, let everybody know that this episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is brought to you by Rescue One CBD. You've heard us talk about it on a good amount of our episodes. If you uh, enter the code BRAVEST, you'll get 25% off. This is available at omnianaturals.com. And like always, it is 0.00% THC, non-detectable. And they stand by their percentage of THC so much that they'll give you a QR code that you can scan and you can actually see the lab results for that individual bottle that you buy. It's American-grown organic hemp. 
And like I said, we get all the benefits of CBD oil. I use it. I can't say enough about this product. Um, the fact that now we get the benefits of CBD oil, that is 0.00% THC free. We're um, going to give one to our uh, guest here and uh, see what it does for him. Cause I know that uh, you definitely, we're going to get into some of your background, but you definitely wind up with some uh, muscle soreness and stuff like that. And we're going to try to help you out with uh, oh, rescue one. Yeah. It's a teaser for <laughs> yeah. what's coming up. I, um, oh, I actually had um, uh, my wife was having a, a uh, issue with her um, with her back uh, last week or so, and um, I actually just had the the um, the bottle that that we got here because um, I mean I definitely wouldn't pay for it, but um, <laughs> if <laughs> no, but they um, we I brought it home and she used on her back and and again it, she was yeah yeah she was super impressed with it is that and the I, one that you were rubbing on your forehead that was yeah it was yeah. that one <laughs> so that's that's the most action i get these days is, is the, the roll on between my forehead and but um she was going uh she was going at her lower back um like right by her hip area and my wife is just a general rule very much um, very much against any type of, uh, any type of like drug right. or alcohol, um, you know, whatever usage. And like, it was, it was like pulling teeth together in there. And once she started using it, she was, she was blown away. And I, uh, I actually ended up having to make an order later on. So, um, we'll see what I can get kicked <laughs> yeah, off. I mean, it, it, the last time I had to use it was on my back too. And it, it really helped. It was like icy hot. It's, it's awesome. It was like, yeah. it was like an aggressive ice, icy hot, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, it feels nice. Yeah. So rescue one I drink CBD. It. <laughs> and look, look how great you feel. Look, look, I feel incredible. Hey, look at me. <laughs> you can go to omnianaturals.com and enter the code BRAVEST for 25% off. You may have an engine officer who's a great engine officer, but he may not be that good of a teacher. In theory, yeah, you want the guy that... He's good at this he, job and he'll do it. But. Right, but... For him to be able to translate that information that he knows in his head, he may not be able to put it in a way that his guys are going to be learning. Right. True. So and, in, and in it, theory, it's it's a great idea. Yeah, and it, it there was some, like you said, there's some really good officers that taught you a lot of good stuff, and then there was officers that, I remember one one officer made us do round-robin reading with the Arista book. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's every spectrum of that, right? And right. So that, as, we, as we came up, a few of us... Um, um, Glenn and Steve and Mac and there's guys like we need to make some adjustments and see if we can make this place better. And uh, you know I'm I'm a big advocate. If you see something needs to be fixed, it's easy to sit at a kitchen table and go, well, you know this is the problem. Well, why don't we take a look at it and see if we can make a solution right. and make it better? Not all of them are going to happen, but you got to be in the game, I think. And and really, if you're going to make change for the positive, you got to get buy-in. You got to get people. And we were able to do that. And the academy today, I, I the guys that teach the academy. Uh, I couldn't say enough about their their credibility, the the passion that they have for Aurora, and you know I know there, there's a lot of rumors out there about what Aurora is, and some were told by Aurora guys, and um, but it's you're going to earn your keep, and and when you get there, it's it's an accomplishment, it really is, and I felt that I was so proud to graduate the academy and and become a Aurora fireman, it was like just everything to me, and and it's been a great career, and a great department that is taking care of me and provided for my family. And I got to do some really cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I got to tell you, like after, after we got done talking to Chuck, like, and I'm not a guy, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy with where I'm at. I, I, I love my department. Um, I, I love it so much that I actually moved to, moved to the town. I, I work in now, but, um, it's not often that I get like, like, Oh man, I wish I worked for Houston or whatever. But like, I'll tell you, I got done talking to Chuck, and I'm like, God damn, does Aurora sound like a badass place to work? Like, these <laughs> really? guys are just, they're motivated. They've got pride in their job. And, like, it's, it, was, it was incredible talking, talking to a guy like him, and you, I'm getting the same vibe off you for sure. It is. It is it's, it's, the culture there and the climate, is, it's awesome because we have a lot of great traditions, and we got things in these young kids today. I love them. That's why I stay involved in the academy because yeah. it keeps you young and it keeps you know what's going on and it gives you a rebirth every academy. It's it's just great and to be able to pass that passion that Hugh and Ricky and Bobby and Ray and all these guys that I came up under gave me yeah. to pass that along just a little bit. I can never I can't even carry some of those guys' boots, right? But uh. but these guys, at least if you give something back to make them feel that same pride, they're gonna they're gonna do a good job for you. They're gonna right. go that extra 
extra few feet. They're going to, they're going to make that corner if you can. And, and we'll talk about that in other calls that I've had about corner work, but it's, it's just, you know, you, that little bit's going to push a little bit farther to make a, a better firefighter for yeah. the citizens. And that's really, oh, absolutely. that's what we're there for. Right. And we're there for Mr. And Mrs. Smith and these guys buy into that. And that's, that's our mission. That's our values. It's kind of cool. It's a really cool place to work. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you're going through, um, you get anything notable up through probation that you can well, think what, of? What or? was your first fire oh, you in go. Aurora oh. when you got there? And like, <laughs> what was your position and, uh, what make what mistakes did you definitely make at your first fire? Oh, I don't know if I can remember my first one. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time ago. Well, give buddy. us the, one of the memorable ones during your probation. Uh, yeah, there had to have been one that kind of sticks out where you're like, oh, God, I <laughs> fucked up. No, like, I mean, being a fireman, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had one uh, two-and-a-half-story frame going in uh, the— In town? Yeah, in town. We don't go out of town. Very rarely do we go. Oh, I did. Yeah, I do remember we, that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll send an engine or a truck if you need us, but um, very rarely, we'll go to North Aurora. We'll go to Sugar Grove Auto Eight on a truck, but very rarely do we go. Like you guys work really well with Naperville too. I know. Yeah, yeah the line at Thirty Eighth <laughs> Parallel, something called Fifty Nine. <laughs> no, Naperville is good people. Yeah, a lot of good guys over there. Oh, yeah. uh, they come over and help us out, and we've gone over there. It's good. Just yeah. little little ball busting. You know? Oh yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah. that's fair. It's that's fair, fair, right? Yeah. Um, so we had a two and a half story frame going and uh, this, the roving captain was on engine one and uh, he ended up being our chief chief. And uh, we get to a house, he's rolling out the first floor porch area and um, he wanted the, he wanted the, uh, the two and a half off the rear and uh, I didn't really hear what he wanted. So I grabbed the inch and three quarter cross lay <laughs> and uh, yeah, that didn't go That's over well. well yeah. <laughs> that didn't go over really well. And then there was a little discussion at the tailboard and, you know, who do you think you are? Why do you think you know, you know. And During? No, after. Oh, okay. Yeah, after. No, they got the like, two oh, and a half. Man. It was a this guy wasn't going to let it go. It was a tailboard talk after. And and and, uh, and the captain, it was Chief Oker at the time. It was, it was Captain Oker at the time. And he was uh, one of the one of those guys that um, didn't yell, didn't talk a lot. He was a Navy SEAL. And uh, his octave never changed. I don't know if you ever worked for anybody like that, but mm. he uh, his, his tone never changed. He never yelled. He never. It didn't matter what was going on. The world could be coming around or down around him, and he'd be... Right. Same tone. This is, yeah. I think there's actually a picture of him somewhere in the science and history of re recovering one of the Apollo capsules. Seriously. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was a Navy SEAL back in the day. And, huh. and uh, it was kind of, he's just a cool, cool guy. And he wouldn't yeah. talk much. He'd sit in the recliners and you ask him a question, Cap, hey, what are those chief? And he'd talk to you. And then uh, if you really wanted to talk to him, you'd run with him. Oh, no kidding. He ran and he, he would talk a little bit more. So you'd get out and work out with him a little bit and run and you ask questions. And I used to always be enamored about his military background, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. But so that was, I mean, that's where I messed up. And, and, uh, and there's a lot more. I mean, I messed up so many times. Huh. There's so many messes <laughs> well, up. I mean, listen. And, you know, and, and, you know, and, and you're gung-ho and you're young and you say stuff and you do stuff. And, and the one thing about this job is we mature here, right? We come in at 21, 25, and we have no life experience. And then you screw up. And the old guy's like, don't do that, this guy. And you realize that you're maturing. You get yeah. married. We have kids on the job. And we grow up. And... And that's uh, that's what makes this job so special, I oh, think, yeah. versus any other. You know, it's it's a way of life. And, and one of the things that you kind of keep coming back to doing this podcast is guys with the long careers. You've made mistakes, and the thing is that every day everybody's mm -hmm. making mistakes every day, and it's part of the process. If you're not making mistakes, you're not learning, right? We learn right. we learn from our mistakes. Those are our learning. That's the learning part of of life. And uh, one of the things I tell my officers is. I want you to make decisions, right? I have, I right. have you know, 12 officers that I work, that, have, that are under me, plus my two battalions. And it's, um, you're going to make mistakes and it's okay. We're, we're a team, so we're going to pick up the mistake and we're going to keep moving forward and then we'll learn from that mistake. You know, we just, we don't want. Yeah, what's the, that? The lack of, the lack of making a decision is a decision. Right, right. If you don't make the decision, you're already wrong. So at least you got a 50-50 shot. That's better odds than you get in <laughs> Vegas. So right, make right. a decision and then we'll, we'll, if something changes, we'll pick up that slack and then we'll, we'll get through it. But you got to make a decision and you can't be afraid of making a mistake because you're going to learn so much from that mistake and to think you're perfect and walking through, you know, with rainbows and unicorns all over the place, it's right. you're going to screw up and it's okay to screw up. And we're hard on each other, right? The firehouse is tough. You right. make a mistake and it's okay. And, but yeah, making mistakes, you got to, you got to, but you got to also learn from them too. You got to, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to step up and be a man. And I guess really, I don't know if you say that, but yeah. you know, person, you gotta be that person to step up and go, 
I screwed up. Right. What can we learn from it? And, right. and it's okay. Yeah. I, I know we say it like, I know every, you know, we always say like, Oh, you're going to, you're going to screw up. You're going to fuck up. Like somebody's going to make a mistake. And like, I think that, I think we kind of brush over that a lot, but like everyone does make mistakes and it's the, it's the guys or gals that, that don't realize that they've ever made a mistake or don't admit to making a mistake that those are the ones that are dangerous because again, they'll just do it over and over and over again. Or the ones that don't engage, right? The ones that don't engage afraid of making mistakes or the ones that wear the no fear helmet sticker. It's like, man, it, this job humbles you when you least expect it. It's well, going to humble Just think you. about what you learned about pulling that cross lay with that, you know, <laughs> with fire blowing out. The front doors, yeah. 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 I got to tell you, to like, to your guys' credit, again, like in the 90s, I don't know that two and a halfs were, were a go-to hose line, right? I mean, yeah, we had a, well, we, like, we still got a, a, it's 150 foot, uh, it's 150 foot uh, off the rear. Uh, it's not a finished, it's a finished slope, but it's attached to the rear discharge. So it's a, a rear pre-connect basically. Right. So now we run the three horseshoes, you know, 300 yeah. feet in horseshoes with 200 flat loaded. And then we run a, another finished load, but uh, that's all changed over the years. We used to have a skid, you know, the old skid mm-hmm. where you pulled the two inch down and drop, right. the, drop the, the bundles on top. That's, that's, yeah. that's old school. Yeah, that's still <laughs> it, is old school. it is old school. <laughs> but it's, yeah. So it's, it, you know, you, you make mistakes and you learn from them and you got to own them. That's right. the other thing too. You can't, you can't push them off on somebody else and everyone does it. Just, well, how, how do you guys, how does the rotation work with your medics and staff in the ambulances? Is it by seniority? Not everybody is a paramedic, right? And right. your ambulances are ALS. Yep. So, so, so you got guys the, trying to transition off there. So sometimes, yeah. but so it's simple by us. We have a real, for years and years, we didn't have a rotation. You, the truck two officer, before we went to battalions, um, the truck two officer, whoever that was, there's was a lieutenant and two captains, like every other fire department, I think, would do the roster or the, the list for the month, next month. So now the shift commander does that. But we never had a rotation. So like my first couple of years, I went from medic one to medic four to medic five to medic one to medic, you know, and that was kind of picked up Kelly. Just bouncing. Yeah. Just bouncing. And it was kind of the, the officer kept me downtown on the truck when he could and, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, we never had a true rotation. So over the last, I don't know how many years now, we've, we've got a rotation. So if we're the three firemen in the house and um, we're all medics. Some guys do three-day rotation. So eventually you'd be on 369. And then you go from 12, 15, 18. Mm-hmm. I go from 21, 24, 27, and we kind of just oh, rotate. Just so there's, to keep it fair. To so keep it fair. And and it's a longevity, right? We want medics to stay longer. We want we want to keep them fresh, and and we want them to be cross-trained because we're asking you to do fire stuff on overtimes or right. time trades and that kind of stuff. So each, and, and, on our, and I can only speak for my shift, but we let the companies decide the rotations. So the company officer or the senior medic will turn in to one of their two battalions, what the rotation for the month is. Well, for the year now, but it's they got it broken down. So if you want to do a month at a time, do that's your choice. Um, if you want to do every three days, it's your choice. You guys figure it out, give it to the battalions, we'll put it in the schedule, and the rotation is what the rotation is. So what that also does, if you're off on a Kelly or daily, and I'm the relief guy coming in, if you're on the engine that day, then that relief guy gets an engine day. Because that's the spot he's taken. So, yeah, right. so even the relief guys sometimes will get engine and truck days. So they're not getting tied into. He doesn't being, get an extra ambulance day. And so they don't if they can choose to. Like one time, like some of the guys will come in and go, "Hey, I'm on the engine today, but do you want? You know, you're senior. Do you want to take the?" And they'll do that game. Um, but we, I prefer that you stay in the rotation. But I don't. I let the officers take care of that. That's you know, I think the officers got to decide. Was, they, was that how it was when you were coming on? Like, no, did you okay? You just you just went to the ambulance. Oh, did you? Yeah, you rotated, and you were there till you got kicked off by a, a junior guy. Then, right? Yeah, I, I got assigned to medic one in 2000, 2000 I think, or two thousand one, and that's what I was on medic one for the year. Had Before crack, that, you were just floating wherever, just floating. wherever you needed anything. Yeah, most of the time it's to an ambulance, okay. unless unless we were heavy, and then uh, I would be on the truck. And how were, how were those first couple of years rolling through? They were awesome. Yeah. It was late nineties in Aurora, man. <laughs> right. We'd go, uh, my, my partner was Norb Weber and just a great old guy, man. He was yeah. like salt of, salt of the earth guy. Right. He, he, uh, he wore these old pull-up type boots. Like they look like almost like cowboy boots, but they were pull-up and he, he wore his Aurora hat and he had the, the safety goggles like from ComEd. And he'd be sitting there and 
tones would go off. He'd put his boots on. He'd get up, walk to the engine, never complained a day, never complained. He'd just put his, let's go. And then we'd get in the ambulance, and he'd get to the, whoever we're picking up. He's like, listen, there's only a couple rules in this ambulance. There's me, then there's God, and then there's you. So whatever choice you want to make, go ahead and make it. And if you tra- treated him with respect, he treated you with respect. And it was just, it's awesome. he's just a salty old guy. And uh, he ended up making captain towards the end and just a good officer. Uh, Nor Weber, just a great, great dude. Actually, stood up my wedding. Um, oh, uh, yeah, good, good dude. Yeah, yeah, good dude. Um, but, so, so I got stuck with him for a year. Yeah, not stuck, but I good got, medic or oh, phenomenal. Was he phenomenal? Phenomenal it's, medic. I can't tell you how, yeah. and probably, I mean, probably for you more so than me, Vince. But I, I can't tell you how nice it is to hear like guys that have guys that are older that are up there and like just kept to doing the right thing as oh. they got older and like i, I mean yeah. vince is obviously a great guy too um <laughs> but like well, just thanks, you, you don't I, I feel that. like it's more often than not you hear about the guy that's like ah, i've been on this ambulance for however long and they're just like i don't care you know and just yeah. like they're over it and yeah. like, and there's guys like that everywhere for sure yeah, yeah. For yeah sure. i i don't think that's specific to the city no 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 yeah. no not at all um, but yeah, no, it's just awesome to hear like guys are still like, you know, in it. Um, yeah, he was in it. Yeah. And we have a position called senior medic. Uh-huh. Um, it's not a Lieutenant rank, but it's the, 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 the most senior paramedic as they retire and another next senior gets it, but they're in, they're in charge of that ambulance. So it gives them some ownership and pride and awesome. taking care of that box and doing what they're supposed to do. And they're in charge of the reports for all three shifts. And uh, most of them are on the same shift with the captain so that they have a hammer if they need it. Right. Um, I had a great senior, when I was a captain at threes, I had a great senior medic, uh, Rick Torres, uh, him and I came on together and that if there was anybody that I would want working on me at any time, if I was jammed up, that's that guy, man. He's that guy. And, um, I think that would probably be standard. If if you asked any Aurora fireman who you'd want, I would say that across the board, they're saying, I I, I think they would say Rick Torres. Yeah, absolutely. And he runs a tight ship, good senior man. Um, just He's, he is the epitome of what a barn boss is. Yeah. He just ran my help. And we had a great work relationship. You know, he, as, as a captain, he, uh, he ran the inside and I ran the outside and it was a just solid. That's awesome. Yeah. Do, now, do you have to bid out if you want to get on a truck or an engine and you're on the ambulance or do you have to wait for that spot to open up and by seniority? Uh, no bidding, no seniority. It's all, it's, uh, I guess uh, fantasy fireman by the uh, by the deputy. Oh, I'll tell you, I've been pushing for the fantasy fireman for wow. the yeah, he gets for the, the snake draft. I've been pushing <laughs> for the snake draft for a while. Wow, so you have, if you're on the ambulance, you have no say in when or if you can you put a transfer up. in. You can put a transfer request in, but that doesn't mean you're going to get it. Yeah, so it, it, you'd be the you could be the barn boss. Well, I mean, and you the, have no say. It sounds that's like. something to be said because you got to be solid on that ambulance, and you have to be a solid paramedic because you're. But not, but not solid for- enough for other two shifts here about you. You know, like to be fair. I mean, that's yeah. an interesting dynamic. Like, yeah. You want to be good enough so that if there's a spot that opens up on a truck or an engine, that they're going to be like, yeah, this guy's going to be good. But right, right. but not good enough good for right, where the other guys are here about well, too. Yeah. Well, well, like with your world, right, Vince? It's transformers, right? You, you get a list of what's out there, and then you put right. in your three choices, right? If I understand it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. For us, it's if you want off, you put your transfer request in. It, the, the deputy chief will put out an email saying, "I'll transfers in by October 1st. And then our transfer orders come out. Uh, they got to come out by the end of November, uh, last day of November by contract for December vacation picks. So. You can put in and, you know, and, and there, I'm sure, I'm sure I've never done it, but I'm sure there's people working the, the system a little bit, you know, that, oh sure you know, I'm sure, yeah. but it's, he, I think our department does a really good job of dividing people where they need to be and getting the, it balanced, right? Like level in the sea water. Right. I think they do a good job with that. So, um, so when, um, so going back to, um, Going back, you, you spent some time on the ambulance. What anything memorable from those first couple of years? You, yeah, a lot of gunshots. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of gunshots. It was uh, rough. It right? was. It was. You uh, guys have a, a big gang problem out there. We right? did. So in the '90s, we were the highest murder rate per capita in the country. Aurora was, and I remember my dad calling. He's like, "Where are you going?" And I go, "Aurora." You know what's wrong out there? I go, "Pop, I don't, I don't know what's." That's going. the only place that's worse than where I'm at right now. <laughs> so he, uh, so we, I did some research, and we were, we were the high, highest murder rate per capita. When, 
So um, a lot of Latin King problems out there at the time and uh, the deuces. And there's still some there, but they came in, the, the feds came in with the state and they, um, they called it cutting the head off the snake or some operation where. Really hammered down over there. Yeah, cleaned it all up and, and it's gotten better over the years um, and it's turned into a really, really well-run town. Um, we had some good mayors. Our mayor right now is phenomenal. He uh, loves public safety. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we're we're it's it's just a special place. I can't you know yeah. I, I keep going back to it. And I feel like I'm a broken record, but no, no. Aurora is just. I mean, they got it dialed in. It's yeah. it's fun. It's you know, is there problems? Sure, but yeah. they're relative, right? To everything. So those first years, we just you know, you'd go out and we Norby, my partner Weber would call it porch uh, porch drinking. Let's go see who's out, and mm-hmm. we drive the neighborhood or the district, you know, seeing how many people were on the porch because we knew. The higher the porch drinking, the more gunshots we go to. Yeah. Well, in the city, that's called alley patrol. There you go. So we all got it, right? And, <laughs> yeah. And I, that's what we did. And did I ever tell you it, about mine? I, I what, think I used to tell you, you about it. You went on alley patrol during your ride? <laughs> I called it preventative maintenance. <laughs> so I Just I don't up, know. Just round we, up the regulars? Yeah, we might, have to, we might have to cut. Yeah. Like, we might have to cut this one. But yeah, that was like my move. It would be like me me and Shawnee. Like, I'd be like, all right, like. I got, I forgot what it was. I'd be like, all right, like I got some going on tomorrow morning or I've got a, you know, it's, it's Christmas night. It'd be nice to sleep tonight. And like, we'd, we'd do our runs and like, we'd, we'd see where everyone was at, all the regulars and be like, all right, like, uh, Hey Tim, um, you want a meal tonight? Hey, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, all right. Hop in the ambulance and t- drop them off at the hospital. And like, and so we knew we weren't going to get them at three in the morning. We hammered out at nine in the afternoon. Yeah. Because Pro- he was pro- going no matter what. Healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He was going at some point within right. 27 hours. So like I just, you know, action up a little bit. Yeah. It's, it was really the first mobile integrated healthcare, if we think about it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, You're ahead of your time. You're well I mean, ahead you know, of your time. I, I say it, but Vince doesn't believe me. I, so, um, so, yeah. So not too much opportunity. I got to imagine for actually working apparatus uh, or working a fire apparatus oh, no. during that time. Oh, but no, you we, were working oh, as yeah, a fireman. We, so, so back then there was, it was kind of, and, um, as, as Chuck put, it was kind of like the old West where, you know, you'd pull up on the ambulance and we'd be getting dressed in the back of it, getting our turnouts on. And we, yeah. we leave our gear on the back, on the, the, the step up, you know, the, the side door step. And yeah. one guy would be getting dressed and yeah, you'd be, yeah. Wasn't it, that, uh, we was pulled, it, a couple of uh, times we pulled lines before the engine stopped. And, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that was not Chuck. I remember him not saying, a, not he, a lot, he's like, they did not like that at all. No, no, no. <laughs> and what was cool is like, you'd get work, right? Because you really had nobody as a medic, you had no officer. <laughs> right you really so you were kind of like a you know uh you're you were, freelancer you, yeah a huge freelancer <laughs> and um we would uh you know and then would you guys keep tools on the ambulance uh, we did until one of the chiefs said no more tools on the ambulance yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're just encouraging yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but uh yeah so we did a lot of work as medics it was it was fun and then what's kind of nice is like at the end when it, you know striking the box and uh we ate the medic back in service. Yeah, we got to go. And you just take <laughs> oh, up. Oh, nice. Take up. Yeah, oh. That's the move. That's the move. Yeah. Well, when it's time to roll hose. Yeah, oh, take, time no. to take <laughs> we got to get you back in service. Okay. Ah. So, Dude, there's so, only six of us. There's so only what six was, That's like getting a run wow. right at uh, time to do the dishes. Oh, yeah. Um, or being a fire vest scare. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that's the uh, – I. so what would be – what's like the the – actual move when you would pull in as an ambulance guy like you i mean the official move would probably be like you you pull into the fire like you report to your to the engine officer at that point or something like that we, and so you we, guys link up with yeah, them our, our sops have changed <clears throat> over the years but it would back then there was nothing now the first two <laughs> back ambu- then there was a minute. yeah but um now the the first two ambulances uh ems or writ is the first they start writ they're, they're, okay they're, nice and then the second ambulance in on the work and fire response is is actual medics they stay dressed down they wear their vests and pull up for us you know whatever pull a stretcher so we've, up we've gotten a lot better with that and it's been going on for a while um so it's, you know it, it, like in going back to the ems thing i know we'll probably talk a little bit more about that too but like it's just amazing how um you know again like we as a fire service we've done a great job of like adopting paramedics and and like making ems a part of our job to sustain really to sustain our job. And it's now at a point where I'd say probably on average EMS is 80% of the fire service. Oh and yeah. Like by easy. By right. Me, yeah. And then like, you know, you get situations like this where it's like, Meh, like we'll throw the idiots on there. Like, like <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, that's awesome. The, the respect you guys put on it. So running through those, um, again, you, you had, had some good times on there. Yeah, great times after on that. 
Were I mean, you think, uh, about, think about the stories in yeah. your career, right? You think about the stories you tell. You know, you're like, we're sending the tape. Yeah, I had this one call where the guy put this in this part of his body, or this <laughs> happened, oh, or yeah. this. You're not talking about stretching lines down hallways. I mean, those are stories, but the funny stories are when you in- inject a human element into oh, the yeah. story, right? And that comes from the EMS side. Right. That comes from being on the ambulance. And I tell the young guys, it's like, you're going to remember your EMS world mm-hmm. a lot more than the, the fires. You're going to remember your fires, but the stuff that you see on the ambulance, especially in a town like ours with all the different demographics and people. And I was inserts, saying, you guys are all over the place, we're all too. Over the place. We're a big city, you know, and we're the second largest city now in the state. So oh, we have really? a lot, yeah, population-wise, and it's, it, you know, you see a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Huh. So, um, so you, you're, I guess, I guess we'll say you're kind of wrapping your time almost on the ambulance, but like you're, you're definitely not spending as much time on the ambulance after a couple of years. And do you get like assigned to a, a no, so I was on medic one, or? I was on medic one and I, uh, I started, I decided to give up my card, like my medic card. Oh, I was, I which is, in. yeah. So, so like you, the, at that point eight. you would still have your paramedic license, yeah, but like you just give Aurora up your ability paying. to act as a catcher. Yeah. Aurora wasn't paying me. So I decided that I wanted, this is about seven six years into my career i said okay it's a good run get, it was a great run i had yeah. a lot of fun but um starting to think about uh promotion longevity, longevity promotion. want to do some fire stuff want to learn the engine stuff so i uh i turned in my card and uh went to engine four uh which is near east side and uh great engine yeah had a great boss uh great boss at the time and uh the, the medic that i told you about uh rick torres was there he wasn't a senior medic at the time but he was on the ambulance and and uh, I remember the first day I walked in, he goes, hey, you still a medic? And I go, no, no, you don't give it up till next shift. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm pretty much not yeah. a medic, and I'm going to ride the engine. You're going to stay in the ambulance. And it started the, the, the ball bus. <laughs> the rivalry. Yeah. The rivalry. He's like, you know what? I don't want you here. Nobody wants you here. I'm not talking to you. And I'm like, uh, you'll get over it, buddy. It'll be, it'll be fine, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I went to Engine 4 as a fireman, spent uh, – Three, three, two, two years there as a fireman. They got transferred out to uh, Engine Nine. Spent a, a couple of, a year out there, and then uh, went to Truck Eleven. How were those couple of years as Engine? Oh, uh, Engine Four was great. We did a lot yeah. of good work. It was, it was a busy time. We went to some some good work uh, with the crews and uh, had Kevin Molitor, Ricky Torres. Uh, we were in uh, McHugh was our lieutenant, Mikey McHugh, and yeah, it was. Uh, we went to some work. It was are, fun. Any, any fires jumping out with those guys that you can think of, or? Or anything. Yeah, right? we had we had a uh, uh, bungalow, uh, probably twenty five by. It was deep. It's probably like seventy, and uh, heavy fire in the in the rear, moving its way to the front door, and just a solid move by uh, the lieutenant. He's like, "You grab that line. I'm going to grab this line, and we're going to, you know, we're going to cut it off in the front and the back." And um, just like as a young fireman, you know, you're like, "Holy shit!" You know, I'm on a line by myself, and we're doing this, and we're winning, yeah. and so. It was just uh, just really solid work, you know, learning, learning from that, you know. And he felt pretty good. You know, you made a yeah. way to win. You had to stop. It's like, oh, all right, we're doing it right, right. you know. So that was probably the, that one um, jumps out at me the most at fours was the double line where they just sing. We were both – he was on one line, I was on the other. Just, yeah. Yeah, just Just, just hammering down. Yeah, there. it was cool, you know. <laughs> and that lasted, you know, in my head it was probably a week of a firefight, you know. Right. It was probably right. like four minutes, you right. know, but right. in my mind it was long. Yeah. You know, we were in it. We were, oh, we were you, in it. And my buddy was, I looked over at yeah. it, winked, and I oh. Yeah, it's all, that whole 30 seconds lasted a month, you know. It just, but it felt cool. Yeah. Know? But it was it was good. And Kev, I think Kevin was uh, pumping at the time, so he was engineering, so. Nice. I was just saying, uh, anything else you guys jumping out with with uh, with that time there on the engine? Hmm. You like I'm the probably. engine or the truck better? You're you're on the truck uh, now, same, man. Uh, no, he's no, not on. No, I'm uh, in, or I mean, uh, before you went to yeah, uh, I got, when I got promoted, I, I went when I got promoted, I went from I was getting off, I got off the truck. Yeah, when I made lieutenant. Um, Nobody's listening. You can say it. Yeah, no one listens to this. That's Nobody what Kalaga told me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, well, I mean, I you, like, know, you know Kalaga's uh, view yeah. of truck versus engine. And I got He agree. still doesn't know why the engines show up to fire. Uh oh. Yeah. And, um, and the man says, I, I like them both. Uh, so I know that, but if I had to be on one truck or one, it'd be the truck, but it has to be a true truck, right? It has to be a truck. It can't right. be one with a little pump thing. You got to make a decision who you are. But if we're gonna do true truck work, like searching above, opening roofs, that kind of stuff, I want to be on the truck. Fun if, stuff. Yeah, but if we're gonna lean to putting hose on there, I'm gonna go back to the engine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I do like busting Clogger's balls and telling him, you know why truck guys put holes in the in the roof, right? And 
see the real fireman working. So <laughs> I like that one. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> Steve's going to like that one too. <laughs> so, Oh God. Well here, um, I mean, I guess we're kind of getting into promotion change up. Can take well, a quick minute? Yeah, we'll, we'll take a quick minute, but, uh, Brian also wanted us to oh, let boy. you know that your buggy isn't blue, though, right? No, my buggy's not blue. It's white. <laughs> okay. What about the radio strip? It is not blue. It's black. Oh, okay. what a jerk story, so this we'll, guy, we'll, huh? We'll, we'll, after the break, I'll, we'll, when we get there, I'll explain to you how and what that means. <laughs> that's why That's why Vince said it, because he <laughs> wants good, you to prepare a statement to hammer down Brian, because <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that. I've got no problem with Brian, but clearly you do. So <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, we're at each other's throats all the time. So all right, we'll take a quick break and we'll all be right back. Hey guys, uh, you know what? We're just gonna talk a minute about this awesome beer we've been drinking from Illuminate Brew Works. Um, right now, I'm I'm drinking Trust, and uh, this thing is it's just a really good lager. Um, we're going we're kind of run the gauntlet here we got some uh we got some awesome beer here so we're just running through each one of them uh i tried vince you tried that orange sunshine too right orange sunshine is my new favorite summer beer yeah. thanks to brian at illuminated brew works if you guys are looking for an amazing craft beer and you know i'm not a big craft beer guy and i was a little hesitant and then when we started popping yeah. these things open uh it was like christmas yeah, we, we've been firing pretty good on these we, things. We, <laughs> we, we've been going through these yeah. like so crazy. Bar Chicago's Bravest Stories is doing all right over here. Right. Well, the Illuminated Brew Works beer has saved us from drinking all the whiskey that we have here because uh, we've been drinking more beer than we have whiskey. It might not even it. be whiskey guys anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, that Creeper one was pretty good too, right? Vince, Creeper was it. good. And we're fresh out of astronaut juice. In yeah, there. if we had astronaut juice, that is my top one. Uh, from these guys. If you're looking for an amazing craft beer, you can find it at Benny's Norwood Park Wine and Spirits Beer Temple, which is right down the street here from the studio. So if you're uh, picking up some Illuminated Brew Works at Beer Temple, stop in, have a drink with us. Uh, bottle and cans, uh, Capone's, Toto's, and Ryan's, Rayans, R-A-Y-A-N-S. Yeah, these are all bars they're selling in. And uh, you guys would notice it for sure once you walk in because they've got some really cool artwork on each of their cans. Um, so, again, just, just look for the, the eye-popping uh, artwork that you're going to see, and they'll kind of lead you over. Again, this is Illuminated Brew Works. Make sure to check out anything that they've made so far because everything I've tried has been awesome. Oh, it, it's really good. If you go to uh, that place, Wine Styles, at 6182 North Northwest Highway, you can pick it up. And coincidentally, that is right next door to where the new – Brew pub is going to be. Uh, Illuminated Brew Works is opening up a brew pub at 6186 North Northwest Highway. It's going to be amazing. The beer is amazing. And we are also asked to mention that the new Brony is coming back out. Uh, it's a double hop IPA. So for you IPA guys, the Brony is coming back. But the, the beers that he has in stock right now are amazing. Uh, Illuminated Brew Works. Thanks, Brian, again for uh, you know keeping us in beer here. And you know when our guests come in and stuff like that, we give it to them as well. And we've heard nothing but great things from uh, our guests who've uh, walked out of here with a four pack of uh, Illuminated Brew Works. Thanks, guys. Again, make sure to check them out. Illuminated Brew Works. The opinions and views are that of Chicago's Bravest Stories podcast and their guests. They do not necessarily reflect the views of any municipal governments, fire protection districts, fire departments, EMS, or law enforcement organizations.